Why don't we take the time to read just a chapter a day out of the Bible? Welcome to the Pastor's Voice. I am Rule Sample, and I am talking to pastors and church leaders about the current issues of the day that are impacting their ministries and the people they serve. Today, I start my conversation with Tom Vanderwell. He is a husband, father, actor, and teacher, and host of the Wayfarer podcast. We talk about how Christians can get so much out of the Bible from just a chapter a day, and why those same Christians are so reluctant to open the scriptures to make reading of God's Word a part of their daily lives. Tom Vanderwell, welcome to the Pastor's Voice. Good to have you here. Oh, Rule, it's so great to be here. Thanks so much for reaching out to me. Tell us about your ministry, both uh, your daily podcasts and your local gathering of Jesus followers, <laughs> as you call them. Uh, yes, it started actually, uh, oh gosh, 20 years ago, right around the turn of the century. I had a friend and we were both uh, in leadership among um, the church that I was going to at that point in Waukee, Iowa. And he just in conversation on Sunday morning, he mentioned to me that, you know what, I don't, I just, I'm not in the word enough. I don't read my Bible like I should. And I feel bad about it. I just having trouble having, having trouble with discipline. So I looked at him and I said, you know, um, what cellular plan are you on? Because in those days it mattered. If you were on the same plan, you could talk free, but if you were on different plans, it costs you money. And he was like, well, I'm, uh, he named it and it was happened to be the same plan that I was on. And I said, well, look, I know you're a sales guy. You got a lot of windshield time. Uh, I'm on the road for business a lot. I get a lot of windshield time. So let's do this. Uh, I'll pick one chapter. We'll take a book of the Bible, we'll take one chapter and we'll each just read the chapter every day at some point. It'll only take us a couple of minutes. And then you call me or I call you. We just let's keep it loose and informal whenever it works. And we'll just talk about what did we get out of the chapter that day? Well, we started doing that. And pretty soon he and I were talking for hours <laughs> when we were on business trips and we became best of friends. But it really became a, a way for both of us to spend some time in God's word and grow our relationship. In 2006, did you, decided, do you, do you do you still do that today? Do you still call him uh, every day with that? You, you know what? We still do talk literally almost every day, unless one of us, um, you know, is busy or something. So we're going to try and have a lot of grace with it. But what has happened is in 2006, I said, "Well, this gosh, this whole blogging thing is kind of new." So what I'll do is I'll just. I'll write down and blog my thoughts on the chapter. And then my buddy Kevin can either add his thoughts or we can chat about it when we talk during the day. But what's kind of happened is the blog has kind of been the space that we talk about the scripture. We talk about things related to the chapter every day. And then we still talk every day, but we've developed such a deep relationship that we tend to go a deep dive immediately into each other's lives. And that's kind of, so now the blog has continued since 2006. Um, every day, every weekday, I try and blog a chapter and I've been through, I think I've been through the old Testament twice. And I think we're on the fourth or fifth time through the new Testament. What has been your favorite book? If you've had one, what has been uh, your favorite one to, to talk about through all these years? 
Uh, that is a really hard question. I would say that the Gospel of John is probably still my all-time favorite, though one of the things that I've really loved doing is trying to make the Old Testament books uh, understandable and interesting to those who, the many of people who kind of go, oh, the Old Testament is boring. I don't get it. Um, I don't understand it. So I'm always writing my post. And uh, a couple of years ago, I turned my post into a podcast, as you know, in which I just kind of read the post for that day and post it uh, as a podcast. And so I try and be very mindful that a lot of people don't don't understand the Old Testament. And so I try and make it interesting and palatable and meaningful uh, for their lives. I have always said that God gave the book of Numbers to insomniacs, but you're right. It is it is <laughs> it is a challenge to make those relevant and exciting today. Well, it, it is. And yet when you really begin to see uh, you know, how the whole story fits together, and when people say, Oh, well, you know, it's not really coherent it's not cohesive it's like no no you actually you actually haven't read it and you haven't studied it because there is a great story from genesis to revelation that is cohesive and coherent if you know how to to connect the dots and so the more you do that and the more you understand it the the better you understand who jesus was and how the whole thing fits together the new testament doesn't really come together i don't think in a person's mind and spirit until you understand all of the Old Testament stuff that led to it. Exactly. The entire gospel is found in the Old Testament, and the entire Old Testament is found in what we call the New Testament. So th- th- there's an interlink there. Uh, there's a heresy that that keeps coming up that people just say, we're New Testament Christians. You You can't be just a New Testament Christian. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I, we're doing our Advent series like we do every year within within our local gathering of Jesus followers. And the I just talked about that when John says that Jesus came and made his dwelling among us, the Greek word that John used was to to spread, it literally means spread your tent out. Well, if you don't understand that in the Old Testament through Moses, God said, I want you to make this tent and in this tent, I'm going to dwell among you. Um, you're missing the point that Jesus was really the fulfillment of what God was doing back in the book of Exodus and implementing. And when you understand that God basically made this progression from tent to temple, and then Jesus came to tear down the temple <laughs> and to dwell among us as flesh and blood and spirit, uh, again, you don't understand the fullness of what Jesus was actually doing. It's not just about reading a few verses from Isaiah at this time of year. It's it's about understanding and inhaling the, in, the entire book that we have. Absolutely. And yet, um, most of us, and I think most followers of Christ, have a you know, it's like my life is busy. I don't have time to go to seminary and understand all of these things. So what I think the chapter, they sort of paradigm that I've tried to foster here has been helpful for people of like, look, 
my podcast averages about six minutes. So if you can listen, you know, to one, the podcast every weekday and follow along with one chapter of scripture a day, over time, hopefully I can really help uh, bring more understanding, insight to the whole thing. I'm going to put links to your podcast here on the uh, podcast uh, broadcast page. And you're on Apple, you're on Spotify, you're across all the board. Yes. What you're talking about is a great segue into my next question for you is that your podcast is all about a daily chapter from Scripture. And the Bible, by far, is the best all-time bestseller. And I would imagine that most people have a Bible in their house someplace, Mm -hmm. but it is often left unopened, even for churchgoers. Why yes. do you think that, why do you think that's the case? I think that it I think because it is difficult to quickly understand just how important how powerful this is in a modern era where everything has been reduced to, you know, uh, however many characters you get in a tweet or uh, everything is just spoon fed through a three minute video on YouTube. It really requires being open and adventurous from a mental perspective, from a spiritual perspective. And it requires a little bit of discipline on the part of a person to, to get into it. And so what has happened, I'm afraid to say, from my my perspective and my observation, is people go to church on Sunday. And now after COVID, many of them have not gone back to church. They're just attending church on video at home in their pajamas, which I get it. I love, I love sitting in my pajamas and going to church during COVID too. But um, Basically, what they said is, okay, the pastor's message on Sunday is going to be basically my spiritual podcast for the week, and I don't need the Bible. I don't need to read it myself. I'll just take that in and go on with my with my life and with my day. Um, and if you do that, man, you're just missing out. <laughs> just missing out on so much um, that could be transformational in your life. I have to tell you about an excellent program that I use to keep all my appointments straight. Calendly is your hub for scheduling meetings professionally and efficiently. You know what I'm talking about. You need to schedule a time with a client or colleague and then spend all of your time trying to coordinate schedules and days and times to figure out what best works for both. With Calendly, you set your time your date, your availability, and then let your client pick what best suits them. And even better, it seamlessly integrates with WebEx, Zoom, and a whole host of other communication platforms. Check out Calendly today at calendly.grsm.io slash pastorsvoice. That's calendly.grsm.io slash pastorsvoice. The link is also in our show notes. Calendly, easy scheduling ahead. So what do you think the role of scripture should be in the everyday life of Christians? Well, I think it should be, you know, Jesus even quoted it 
when he was tempted by Satan, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And God's word really should be digested. It should be daily sustenance. It should be, from a spiritual perspective, it is the food, the fuel, the, the daily nutrients, vitamins, minerals that we need to live spiritually. And if you don't have that, there is a point to which you will always be spiritually starved. Or you'll start getting your sustenance from things that are not good for you. And, yes. and cause you, you need, you, you need to fill that space up with something. Uh, we're intended to fill it up with the word of God, but if we don't attend to it, it's going to get filled up with something else. Well, absolutely. And even well-meaning uh, people will go, well, I'll just watch, uh, you know, this televangelist, or I'll just listen to this pastor's podcast and Hey, you know, hopefully my podcast is, is helpful too. That's why I've got it out there. But my real desire is for people to listen to the podcast or read my blog post and kind of go, you know what? I'd kind of like to read the whole chapter and see what's in there for me. That's the key. I really want people to, you know, say, hey, there's this guy out there that does this chapter day thing. Why don't, you know, you talk to a friend of yours or you talk to your spouse or you talk to say, hey, why don't we do that? We'll just read the chapter both of us, and we'll talk about what we think. And then if you want to listen to Tom or read Tom's thoughts on it, great. Um, that's where I'm trying to help people get into it. We're going to talk about your role as a CEO of a, of a major company here in a, in a bit. But I bring that up right now because you are an amazingly busy person, as are many people. And they will often say, I just don't have time. To read the scripture, I've, I've got mm -hmm. to get up. I've got to feed the kids. I've got to take care of the chores around the house. I got to get to work. I got to get to school. I got to come back. I got to feed the family. I got to clean up the house. And then it just starts all over. What are some of the practical things that you can give to folks who really want to read the scripture, but are just so tired and they're just, they're just pressed on time to do it? Well, a couple of things. I would say, that people create in their minds some sort of narrative that says that reading a chapter of scripture is going to be some kind of timely burden on my day. When the reality is, it usually takes me, depending, you know, unless you're doing Psalm 19, which is <laughs> the longest chapter <laughs> in the book, um, you know, I would say most days I read the chapter in less than five minutes. Uh, it, and it, with technology today, you can pull up Bible Gateway and, and have somebody read it to you. So you can listen to it while you're driving the way you would any other podcast. There, there's really no excuse from a timing perspective in that regard, just to listen to it or read it very quickly and have your heart open to whatever God might have to say to you. If you take it a chapter a day is very, very simple. Uh, the other thing for me, number one, I developed, I would say, sort of a, a discipline and a routine in my life very early on when I was when I was a young man, a teenager. And I'm a morning person 
anyway. So that helps me. It's it's easy for me to get up in the morning and do it because I'm a morning person and I've developed that habit. My wife is a night person. And, you know, so it might be easy for her to when I've knocked off for the night and I'm I fall asleep in 30 seconds. Um, she's laying in their bed. It might be easier for her to just go ahead and read it and have that quiet time in the evening because that works better for her biorhythm and and her day. So you find the place in your schedule where you can you can make it happen. That's it. And it, it doesn't really matter what version of the Bible. I, a lot of people will say, "Well, I just I can't I can't get through those these thous and ifs that uh, that the new that the King James version puts in." So just find <laughs> a, just just find a, just find a, 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 we have never been blessed with more versions of the Bible than we have today. Absolutely, and and I you know pick one that's good for you. When I first started blogging, or at least it was maybe early on. At one point, I think I went through and blogged uh, through the whole Bible in the message paraphrased by Eugene Peterson, just because I wanted, hey, I've read it in multiple versions over my lifetime, and I just thought, I'm going to try it. And I found Eugene Peterson's paraphrase to be transformational in some places Mm -hmm. because he was so good at picking up some of the metaphors and the nuances of the Hebrew and Greek and, and translating that into, into English in a way that none of the other translations do. And it's just brilliant. So pick that one, pick the living Bible, pick one of the easier uh, translations or paraphrases to read. One of the things that seemed to help you was that you also had a, an accountability partner. You had your friend that you called every single day. Yeah, that's true. And it was, so I think, you know, even at that point in my life, I had developed uh, an ongoing habit, but in recognizing that my friend Kevin came to me and said, Hey, I haven't built this habit. I don't know how to do it. I haven't been successful in making it a part of my life. What I really did was just extend what I was already doing in a way that allowed um, allowed him to become part of it and for the two of us to become accountable to one another. And it, again, we, we just talk about all the time because now our wives are friends. We travel together. What started as a, Hey, let's just try this has turned into the fact that we are now, um, we're David and Jonathan. We are, you know, we're connected both, uh, as friends and, and as couples, and we, we, we're walking life together spiritually, been transformational. I think that's a New Testament model of, of friendship and accountability. Absolutely. And, you know, for those, again, you know, I, for those who are listening to this, it, I don't want to pretend like I'm some sort of spiritual um, pinnacle of spirituality, morality. The reality is, a few years after we started doing this, uh, I went through a divorce and then went through a remarriage and we have walked together, not only through the good times in life, but we have walked through some really crappy stuff and our own flaws. And we've, we've had problems with family, with children, with 
you name it. It's just, it's not been perfect, but that's what friendship and accountability with Christian brothers and sisters is supposed to be about. And I think that's really important, especially for men today to have those one or two people that are in our inner circle who are let in, who we can call on and who can call on us uh, to get through difficult times, everyday times, through the boredom and through the highlights. Right. I mean, it's that question and it's been used a lot. But, you know, do you have that person that you can call at 2 a.m.? when the, um, the fecal matter hits the electric rotary oscillator and you, <laughs> and know that they will answer and they will drop everything and be there for you. And if you don't have that, it's really something you should start seeking why not and how do I do it? Because we all need that. Next week, we talk about how pastors and churches can encourage their members to read their scriptures. Also tune into Tom's podcast, for your daily chapter of the Bible. The link is in the show notes. Please consider supporting this ministry by using the support the show link. If you have any questions about our podcast, would like to be a guest, or would like to become a sponsor, please email us at podcasts at thepastorsvoice.net. I am Rule Sample. Thank you for listening.